getting off press for me was was a priority um and i like again i never print and i trust my guys i have two printers i trust them more than i trust me squeegeeing podcast season two this podcast is sponsored by blind maggot magna colors mnr target transfers and adobe creative suite my name is Jonathan. Uh, I own Success Print Shop in Texas. Um, I've been printing for like, I guess it's 10 years, but I've been full time for the last five years. So um, yeah, that's that's who we are. We got I got a team of about six, but we can get into it more. But that's 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 us. Yeah, because I remember seeing you ages ago and I'm, I'm sure yeah. you did like um, a whole shop tour or something because I was really yeah, interested yeah. in in your premises and have you done like a shirt show interview as well maybe I saw that yeah I've done two actually yeah with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that might be it because I've got like all this information about you but I haven't like put it all together so can we start with yeah, like um, yeah, yeah. explaining because you have like quite an unusual premises don't you is it on like your family's land and then you've kind of just like uh-huh. built it to like what you need that's exactly and- right Mm. yeah so the shop is on like 20 acres of private property my parents property um (laughs) it started yeah it's like so it's like totally rent free it's in the middle of nowhere in texas so like we don't have to deal with no city codes or anything um we'll do whatever we want out there um literally like we can walk out side and go like shoot guns shoot guns right outside of the shop like no no big deal it's because there's that much land um but yeah the actual shop is what you probably have seen is like a is that dr pepper yes i had to have a dr pepper i'm like yeah that's crazy like okay that's awesome yeah do they look the same in america yours are bigger aren't they oh shoot yours looks like 1990 are we getting ripped off (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't know it looks different for sure but I was kind of surprised y'all had it but like that's huge here in Texas like people love Dr. Pepper um <laughs> but yeah my shop it started as like a, sh- a shipping container which you've probably seen yeah um and I literally put a manual press in there I had to cut out a little piece of the side so that the press could spin <laughs> uh, um and I think I did that for like manual press for like three years like maybe two years like in um you know, working in there and I had the conveyor, everything was in there. My office was in there. Uh, it was very tight space. I mean, that's only like 300 square feet. It's not very big at all, but I was busy enough. And I finally made the the move to automatic. And that's when I, so if this is the shipping container, this shipping container, and then I, I put like a metal building connected yeah. to the shipping container. And in that metal building is where the auto sits. Um, the, uh, conveyor dryer sits here so auto here shirts getting shot into the um <laughs> shipping container and that's how it was for a couple years and then i added another shipping container because those shipping containers are they're so ideal because yeah. like i mean they're freaking done already it's like they're small <laughs> for sure and they're narrow and, and they're narrow but um the two i bought were like three thousand dollars each and I had to just put insulation in the ac in it and it's done I mean, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, concrete alone would be $3,000, you know what I mean, to put for a metal building. So it's kind of allowed me to like, incre- uh, like uh, what's the word, to like move, like grow organically mm-hmm. and not just boom, boom, get a big old building yeah. and all at once kind of just um, 
so the second shipping container I have now is like my screen room, but um, but yeah, that's that's where my shop sits, and yeah. it's like three hundred feet away from the the house. Yeah, but even from the beginning, like years ago, when when you first came on my radar, you've always like uh-huh. got this like level of professionalism, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. like probably the first word that you can use to describe you. Even though you're in like a oh, thank you slightly <laughs> weird commercial unit. It's like you've done uh-huh. it with like your website is very clean. You know, yes, you're really you. guiding the customer like how to do everything. And um, I don't know. It just seems like your all your response rates are really quick, and you just seem really yeah. dialed in. But I just, it might be a complete mess in there. But I doubt it. It's just yeah. That's just the impression um, that you. Yeah. No. I mean, I've spent like in those early years of going full time, and I mean, it was like all I did for you know, like it's all I did. Like I mean, I worked in the shop all the time so I had a lot of time to work on my website and figure out the processes for like that I wanted in the shop and I mean I was still like um working on processes and figuring the best way to do things but honestly you just want to try I mean obviously you just want to try to make life easier for your employees and make sure they enjoy coming to work so you're kind of always looking for the better things to do where it's not a headache coming to work all the time um So, yeah, I mean, I appreciate those kind of words. <laughs> yeah. So, like, have you done a lot of um, reading and stuff? Like, are you being guided by doing a lot of reading and, in, like, quite intense stuff like that? Because you're saying words like, mm. I'm just streamlining and processes or, like, who's, uh-huh. who inspires yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, my biggest, like, I guess, learning or uh, advice to anybody trying to do anything is, like, there's people who already like paved the way there's people already did what you want to do. So it's just like, listen to those podcasts, listen to those books. I mean, there's like literally an ungodly amount, unlimited (laughs) amount of like podcasts and articles and YouTube videos. It's like all there, all the answers are there. So yeah, a hundred percent. I consume all that, um, all that all the time. Honestly, when you're like manually printing, which I haven't done that in forever, but when I used to do it, that's, I mean, the Printavo podcast at the time, I listened to those over and over again. And, you know, that I just loved listening to that stuff. So when you're like, that's like one good benefit of manually printing, you can just like crush an audio book, you know what I mean? Like mm. during a long run of shirts. I, so I remember, I, I mean, during those years of manually printing, I did so, I did, I just consumed so much of that information. So yeah, I learned a lot through, through audio books and podcasts and YouTube videos and all that. Yeah. Now, now the shirt show now there's the shirt show freaking you know like look forward to that every monday so it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of information to consume to learn and better yourself yeah maybe even too much because i've i got into a really bad habit i'm on like a subscription with my audible and then i was just i was just getting more and more and more books and then i wasn't really like Mm -hmm. practicing in real life what i was learning i was just like what's the next book what's the next core thing so yeah yeah, so I've actually stopped buying them and uh, spending <sighs> my credits, and I'm going back yeah. and rereading old books because you're always going to be in a slightly different mindset and like experience-wise in your business. So you a can, different like, stage in your life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's like maybe even revisiting old books is even better because they'll they'll say something new the next time around. Um, they'll resonate. Yeah, hundred percent. They'll like resonate with you more because you're going through that and you're in your life oh yeah I know exactly what you mean but yeah but yeah I mean a lot of that so yeah but can can I talk about your team because it's like you've got quite a that's a relatively sizable team like you must be 
having like quite a lot of experiences with hiring people, maybe, uh, maybe a bit of firing as well. But like, can you tell me about your experience of like how you're finding people? Because I'm always hearing that there's like a work shortage over there. Like you can't get the right people in the right jobs, but have you found <laughs> any uh, difficulties there? Yeah. I mean, the team is like, it's like the best thing ever to have a team that's experienced, but it's also like the worst part of the business. So it's <laughs> super weird. Mm. If you have like a, if you have a trained up team that knows what they're doing, they're dependable, they show up, is literally the best thing ever. I mean, you, I can be away from the shop. I could do a podcast during the middle of the day. You know what I mean? Like with you, like it's the best thing ever. But if you've got someone that's you have to babysit and like teach them and like tell them like not to be late to work. I mean, that's like the worst freaking thing about the business makes you want to like not even be in business because these are grown people that you're trying to freaking <laughs> babysit. It's like mm-hmm. the worst. Um, but as to answer your question about finding them, I mean, my first, first employee was a, was a second cousin of mine. So it was like family. He was great. Um, he eventually moved on. My next employee was another cousin uh, of mine. <laughs> there's he, a pattern yeah. here. So just like family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then uh, there's been some in between, but the team is made up right now of like um, two in production, two in the screen room, one with customers, and then an artist. And to be clear on the artists, it's graphic source. So I, I do count them as my team. I mean, we talk mm. every single day, you know, good morning, have a good night, have a good weekend. How was your vacation? How was, you know, so like, we're very like, it, he's very much part of the team at graphic source. Um, so yeah, I mean like, but to find them, it, I mean, it's like I've been family and then I guess just like locally, like um, it's all been through like friends and family. It's all been that. Um, yeah. It's never, I've, I've, tr- I've tried many times to, put a post out on whether it's like social or like uh, job posting boards here in the States, but you just don't know who you're getting, you know what I mean? And you take a chance on them. Like, it's just, it's just, you, it could be like a, a huge headache. Cause especially if they're just like, you don't know who they are and yeah. it, you know, you're like bringing them into your, your t-shirt, like sanctuary, like yeah. your business that's your, that's your baby. And it's so hard. You don't want to just throw somebody in there and then, they mess up potentially your equipment. They they're stealing, I don't know, stealing something, stealing time. Mm. Um, so stealing it's all time, been friends and Jonathan, family. that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> they're stealing yeah, your yeah, time off sure. you. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Fun. Like my guys, they clock in and out. They can edit their time, so that's probably not the best like checks and balances. But I do trust them, and that's where I mean by like stealing time. They could be like freaking at home clocking in or something you know what I mean mm. I, I obviously do pay I do payroll and review the hours every week so I do keep an eye on it but that's what I mean by like yeah stealing time or you know just like goofing off at work all the time but yeah yeah it's tricky there isn't it but you seem to have managed to get yeah. your hands off the printing is that was that like a priority for you like get your hands off as soon as possible so you're working on it a bit more uh do you miss it or yeah um <laughs> So it's 100% the truth. Yeah, like I don't print ever unless the only time I'm in like getting pulled into production is like maybe to catch at the end of the dryer to so we can have a three person team, you know, on press and it could be cranking. That's if it's like like a 600 order, a thousand piece, 1400 piece, you know, like a big order. Then like it just makes so much sense to have a third person in there and that's when I'll be in there. Um, 
but yeah, like being off press is to me very important for me. I know mm-hmm. there's a thousand people who want to be on press and that's like where they, they, they make their strides and they make the, they love it. So that's great for them. Um, for me, I'm more just like trying to, to me, I feel like the customer side of things and the artwork side of things is monumental. Cause if you're not taking care of those like customers and they're not getting a quick response and their artwork isn't great, you're not going to have nothing to print. You're not going to, it's not going to matter what the freak you got going on in the production. Like you mm-hmm. need to keep customers coming in. You want new equipment, you want new software, you want new employees, like it all, you got to have more business. You got to have more money and customers. Mm-hmm. So if you're not like, if you don't have somebody else like driving that on the customer side of things and the sales and the artwork, because you're stuck on press, like, I don't see how you would kind of, you know, go yeah. up and grow. Um, you got to have, again, I know there's probably like husband and wife shops where the husband's on press and the wife is growing the business on the customer side of things, which is fantastic. Um, but for me at the time, it was like there, I didn't have like that. I just, it was like just me alone. So then I hired the first guy, taught him everything I could on the press so that I could step in with customers. And now I'm like, I'm not even with the customers and I have somebody for that. And biggest freaking game changer there ever was like having somebody to deal with the customers not even you has been mm-hmm. like amazing uh for like my mental health like it's been so nice but yeah to me getting off press for me was was a priority um and I like again I never print and I trust my guys I have two printers I trust them more than I trust me honestly <laughs> like I'll go in there and they'll be like we'll try well they'll be trying to troubleshoot a job or whatever and I'm just like I'm more like well, what do y'all think like you guys are here 40 <laughs> hours a week both of y'all 40 hours a week like like you tell me what you think um so yeah I trust my printers more than I do at, at this point I, yeah. I, I I love those guys yeah so like what kind of things did you set them up with did you um have you guided them towards like plus or link because it's like easier to get your head around and like other customers or are you water-based or what kind of decisions did you make there yeah so like they have only ever been like they, my guys honestly like they know what i've taught them like they don't know they don't like do their own research or nothing they don't even they probably never even heard of water-based ink like they're mm-hmm. only do plastisol um uh they wouldn't know how to print manually like they've only ever printed automatically um mm-hmm. with an automatic uh so yeah i mean i've taught them just with plastisol and taught them you know until there's it works until, doesn't it until the, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah until this day like you know we're still learning though so there's still certain jobs certain fabrics certain inks that we're messing with that like we got to learn how to use uh so it's still like learning but yeah i mean from day one it was like always just plastic off. yeah it's sad to hear a little bit like they wouldn't do their own research because like you always think it, it was like you a like killer. a little nerdy geek and you're like oh i'm, I'm literally i'm such a geek for it i I'm doing it. I think about that all the time. I wish so bad, like they had that in them to be like, but like also, I don't blame them. Like, you know, they're just coming, doing a job, yeah. getting paid, yeah. going home to their family. So it's okay. Like, it's fair. But, you know, there are definitely other shops out there who have printers who are going home and watching the shirt show and watching Printalo and learning and in the group. So I wish I had that. I've never even told them hey there's all this resources if y'all want to check out so i i haven't even done it on my part 
um, maybe I need to, you know, introduce them to some stuff and they might, they might freaking go down that rabbit hole and love it. Mm. But, um, I've never even done it myself for them. So maybe that would yeah. be the first step. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't even know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. Um, so your kind of clientele, is it mainly local community-based stuff? Because it seems like local businesses, charities, sporting, but you tell me if it's um, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I don't know the percentage or nothing, but I would probably say like, 80 percent local uh maybe not even that high maybe 70 percent local um but yeah it's like for sure probably like our biggest like number one customer base is schools and right. the organizations in, inside of schools so not just the school but like you know student programs and sports inside of the school mm. um that's for sure like probably our biggest and then there's like churches and then there's a few, a couple clothing brands that keep us very busy. So I would say those top three um, are, you know, up there. For me personally, I would like to get more into like uh, the trades, like plumbing, mm. electrical, like those those contractors, because I feel like during the when the pandemic hit, like I feel like those were the only guys out on the road. Like you go down right. to the road. And it was like all those like tradesmen were out on the roads, like still working. Like, and the pandemic was like the worst thing to ever happen to like a, any businesses. But those guys were still out there. It seemed like like though they didn't stop. So it's like I don't know. I feel like I want to get more construction, basically more construction mm -hmm. guys. But and we do. I think we do some, but I would like to keep make that a big more portion of the business. Yeah, because it did sound like you were diversified then. But actually, if you just looked at it in the context of COVID. You actually were quite um, fragile there, weren't you? Like with schools and like all of those things all yeah. closing down at the um, same time. Yeah, but I don't know what it like. COVID was still like was still like our biggest year at that point. Like every mm. year was bigger, bigger, oh, okay. and then COVID still was a big year. Um, <laughs> I guess I would say it was probably like the clothing brands that kept us busy. So um, I wasn't too. We weren't. It wasn't too bad. Obviously, March was in march and may and june i mean that stuff that was like zero but the <laughs> yeah. whole year was 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 a bigger year than the previous year um mm. so yeah yeah okay so do, you're talking about like uh all the different resources in the industry and stuff do you actually go to the trade shows over there because you have access uh, to loads of trade shows <laughs> yeah i've gone to i think two uh, both of them were iss uh or yeah, ISS. I went to Long Beach once and uh, one in Fort Worth. Uh, yeah, they're interesting. They're fun for sure. If I mean, if I was, if I'm going, it's going to be going like to hang out with other print shops. Because <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like everything there is probably that you could see like online or yeah. see something or read up on it or something. But um, I mean, it's cool to see the equipment for sure. But yeah, I've gone to a couple. Um, in the future, I'll go to more for sure. Yeah, I wonder if the suppliers know this. They should probably hear us out because a few years ago, it used to be like, yeah, go and see what the equipment is. But now it's like, yeah, we know what the equipment is. Uh, we're just going here to see our friends. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. just like a big hangout now. Like we're, uh, our one is That's really tiny. Like, yeah. yeah, ours is super oh, yeah. tiny. But everyone's like, oh, you have to come up on the Sunday. We're having like a huge dinner with 20 of us. And I'm like, oh, I'm missing That's that. Awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. missing it because I'm going to like a, I'm working at a tattoo convention, 
but I'm like really gutted. It's just become a big like hangout cool club. So are you, are you printing a t-shirt? Are you printing t-shirts at the tattoo convention? We're selling the shirts that we've got for our brand because we we did oh, cool, a, cool, cool. yeah we did another tattoo convention just a local one and it went like really well so we're like okay oh, let's sweet. try and do this on another on a scale um so yeah. do you do are you doing water based we do all sorts but yeah we're water based definitely has its place with our kind of designs and um there's nothing to say like it would be 50 50 choice with water based or plus okay. for us um, and you're on on your manual manual shop only or do you have an yeah no just manual we've we haven't okay cool because I like I was on the trajectory where I was going to be like okay I need a I need a auto and then I started like pushing away some of those kind of commercial jobs so now I'm like why do I need an auto why do I need to do the job yeah yeah but I yeah, have gone sure. yeah I have gone around the big industrial units quite a few times going okay this is where the auto goes this is what I've got to like yeah. almost there but I've just never really jumped yeah there. um yeah 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 the, the timing was perfect it was like one of those things where if I had done it I would have ruined myself because it was like oh right yeah, the, yeah, yeah yeah but thank god I didn't jump when I tried to jump That's so uh, yeah but you never know these things do you but yeah no, no. it seems it seems like a like a really you've really capitalized on like how your your studio is set up like with the premises and all that type of thing like are you seeing expansion there like are you does your family not care how much of this land you take up because you're just gonna oh yeah they piling on yeah as much parents, as you want they don't freaking care they'll they'll give me all the land if i want it uh <laughs> but yeah i definitely i definitely know like or have a i feel like i have a good idea of where how big i want to get there um i don't ever plan to leave there um but i do think i mean i'll probably only i might be completely wrong but i think i'll probably only be like a two auto shop mm. and try to keep it there um at some point and so you know with that in mind you can kind of figure out how much space you're gonna you know how big of a building you're gonna need with what's already there so i'll probably mm. stay there for a while but um as it is right now i feel like i finally got everything i need the way i want it and we can really crank out a lot of shirts at this point um, maybe with one more team member, um, I feel like we can stay at this space, this spot, this layout for a like very long time, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I was about to ask you what your, what the sweet spot for your business would be, but you're saying like two autos and that seems. And, and that yeah. just kind of seems like, like what, you know, you probably hear like Dylan and Andy talk in the show show, like they've done it, they've seen it. They talk to a lot of industry people, like. It kind of seems like that's where you want to be two or three auto shop mm. and where you're going to be like the most profitable. But yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of going off of them. I don't know. Like, honestly, I might get to that point and be like, like, you know, wanting to do more or something, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. don't know for sure until you get there. Surely anything above two autos is contract work, which sounds like everyone I talk to who's doing a bit of contract work, they're like, I'm trying to ease that out. They're not like, oh, yeah, I want exactly. more contract work. So um, yeah, exactly. that's when, yeah, that's when you need that enormous capacity of like 18,000 shirts by the end of the week or something like that, which yeah, that's is crazy. a bit, yeah. bit too scary. Um, one of the questions mm-hmm. that I wanted to ask was like, do you have an unpopular opinion that is like contrary to what everyone else thinks in the industry? It's a really hard mm-hmm. question though. It is a hard question because I saw it and I was really thinking about it. Um, kind of, <laughs> I didn't think 
anything too, too, too long? I just looked at it right before we started recording. And I guess what I kind of came up with, and I don't even know if it's a good answer at all, but like, <laughs> I'm more like, I guess I feel like at this point and it might change over the years and it has changed over the years already. But like, I do remember really like loving the craft of screen printing and seeing the artwork come to life, especially when I was the one creating the artwork and separating the artwork and making the screens and printing it. I remember just being like, boom, like it's so like fulfilling and it's so like rewarding. So mm-hmm. I was about the craft, I was about the craft of screen printing for like a long time. But now that like I never print and I never make screens and I never make artwork, I'm so focused on like the business side of things and just becoming profitable and making mm-hmm. sure the employees are happy and making sure they can get paid well and making sure we're not dealing with no crappy customers, only good customers, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. That's where I'm at right now. So like, uh, I guess like my unpopular opinion is just like, I'm not so worried about like screen printing and the craft of it, like where people love that. I'm more focused like on the business right now in 10 yeah. years, it might change. And it has changed again, like I said, but right now I'm just like, I'm more about like, becoming profitable and, you know, yeah. building a, a, a good, a good solid team around screen printing um, and not so much with all the different inks and all the different uh, techniques and all the different uh, equipment, only, only equipment that's making us move quicker kind of thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's how, that's, that's what I kind of came up with. Yeah. I think that's a really honest, honest way of um, describing it because uh, yeah, you don't, you don't know what other people are experiencing in their businesses. You don't, you can't see their books. You can't see if they are profitable, if they're big and making a lot of, it looks like they're making lots of turnover, but you don't know how much profit they're making. They might be struggling and then yeah. a smaller studio might be doing amazing. So I'm yeah. really interested in all the numbers and stuff as well. Like even on the micro scale For like sure. this, I I track it every single Monday yeah. and we have a little meeting, but yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. So you've kind of gone from a craftsperson to just almost a pure businessman, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wiping your tears with your money. <laughs> some... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, all the haters. Um <laughs> uh do you mm-hmm. want to like uh talk about has anyone in your family been like self-employed business people as well? Like, is that anything you can like turn to in your own family where they've got businesses as well? I mean, I have a cousin who's super successful, like farther away from me, but we're not too, too close. And, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I know he has a great business. Um, but as far as like my immediate family, like my parents or my sisters, like they, well, I guess I should say my sister, my older sister, I mean, she's kind of the reason I ever even got into screen printing. She was selling stuff on Etsy, like garage sale and reseller stuff. So like um, she was she was on Etsy a lot and selling on there. And I was at the time I was, uh, I guess, I guess 20 or something. And I was like wanting to make just extra money. You know, I was working retail in college. and I was like, I just want to make extra money. And she pointed out like on Etsy, she's like, look at these shops selling t-shirts like you should maybe because i was into artwork a lot so she's like maybe you could sell your artwork on the t-shirts and so i kind of went that route and i did make some money on etsy selling t-shirts and that was my first like inkling or inclination to like mac make money doing t-shirts and so i gotta give her some credit because she was like the one who was there (laughs) on etsy already selling but but also growing up 
my dad had always kind of, I think, put that in me to, yeah. you know, like, don't climb the ladder, like own the ladder kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he was like the one to kind of always help me along the way. So I got to give him a lot of credit too, because anything during all these years still now, if something comes up and I need help in the shop or, um, you know, him and my mom, they're there to help me and, you know, encourage me because it hasn't been easy the last five years to get like, even where I'm at now. Um, and they're always been there to help me. So, um, but yeah, as far as like business and entrepreneurship, like those are the only two that come to mind. Mm, yeah. Cause like, um, I'm, I'm from a big family and then it's like cut half and mm-hmm. half, like some, some of them are employed and then like, mm-hmm. there's the entrepreneurial ones and our minds are just not in the, on in the same place at all. I just can't yeah. have a discussion about business because they just say yeah. that just doesn't even make sense. And you're like, you have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, suggesting exactly. sh- they're suggesting like shirts that I should do. And I'm like, who, oh, what yeah. are you talking about? Who am I selling these to? You're mad. And I like, know. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. That's what I was like, I got the same stuff in my world and it just goes out the other ear. I'm like, you don't know, like, like maybe they mean well, but like, I don't know, there's a way to say it too. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like, I always feel in my head, the, the answer I give was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But the, yeah, the actual thing that's going in my head is like, if you think it's such a good idea, you do it. I haven't like, exactly. I taught myself how to exactly. do all this. So you go ahead and yeah, make yeah, your millions yeah. doing it. It's kind of like that whole mm-hmm. thing of um, there isn't ideas aren't worth anything. Like everyone's got ideas. Yeah. But yeah. it's yeah. execution, which is the difficult thing. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> just go off on one about like not being understood. But, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So do you want to like, uh, is there any like special shop hacks or anything that you figured out during the years or are you just you're just like my shop hack is being more profitable uh, <laughs> even if it's like dealing with one, customers and stuff yeah 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 I think um something even like in the last year I've just kind of like been more on is like well one I mean there's so many things I'm thinking about like one that's like not even shop hacks but just like obvious things that are like that were like kind of game changers for me mm. was honestly having like graphic source handle my artwork before I was spending hours and hours and hours of artwork. And then the customer wants to go back and forth. And then, um, so you're spending that time and then they might not like it. I mean, huge hassle. And then you got to separate the artwork a lot of time when I handed all that all to graphic source, it was like a game changer. So like, I don't know if that's like a shop hack, but that's like, that's what oh, happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot, and a lot of people are like, "Well, dang! Like, I can't afford graphic source, and because you know they're whatever, however much a month, and like, so I would say you gotta continue to like grind, focus on sales, focus on keeping your current customers happy, so that you can afford, you know, that, and you can mm-hmm. afford teammates, team members. Um, another thing that was like a just good, well, so then after I had graphic source, I was still dealing with the customer back and forth. Graphic source had the artwork, but I'm still dealing with the customer. So asking, you know, they're asking a hundred questions a day, texting me, blowing me up. Um, when I handed that off to another person, like it was a literally just, it was like a different business. Like mm. it's like everything I worked for, for the last 12 years, like it all like 
came, like when I handed my customers off to somebody to do a good job and the artwork was gone, like I didn't have like nothing else to do. Like, <laughs> like space. <laughs> yeah. So those were just like some major, like, like, you know, the last like 12 years, you know, it's kind of just hard and you're like trying to just do the best you can. And you're to the point where you're like, I mean, there was like times where I would like cry, like the business would make me cry because the customers were pounding on my door and can't get the jobs out. Um, so, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is that there's never looked like there's like a light at the end of the tunnel and you're just like, I can't be doing this for the next mm. 50 years. Like this, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. It's too much work. It's can't like get it out quick enough. There's not enough hours in the day, all that. Uh, but whenever I had the artwork taken care of and the customers taken care of and the printing taken care of, like, it was like, okay, wait, like I did it. Like I finally got to this point and it, the last two years have been like, the nicest years of business ever um and you can't do all you can't do any of that you can't hire any team members if you don't have like you know decent customers paying you the mm. what you need to be paid so i guess like my big like shop hack is like you need to get your money up you need to get your sales up you need to like cold call cold email dm uh go shake hands at the local elementaries the local schools at the school um do all the networking you can because um you can't if you're like, you know, trying to just, you know, um, be the cheapest printer, like you're just, I feel like you're always going to be in the shop. You got to be able to pay these people to do this job. And now like with the, with a team in place, like in all the teams in place, like jobs can freaking come in and go out the door quick. Like, mm. and we can process a lot of, we can process a lot of orders. And so basically if you don't have sales, you can't hire team members. And if you don't have team members, you're probably going to hate, hate your life because yeah. I certainly, I certainly like, I don't want to say I hate in my life, but I mean, you know, it puts you to the ringer. Like it'll like, cause there's not enough hours in the day and you're trying to run around, do everything and dropping, dropping the ball here and there. So having the team, team members that know what they're doing is like my, is like the best thing ever. Love it. Yeah. No, I think for a second there, you, you did describe something that I've experienced too, where you hit a wall of overwhelm and you're like, you're like I'm at capacity now for what I can take on and then you're still looking around thinking I'm still not making as much as I wanted to make or like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing I'm not doing this as well as I should be because I'm too tired and stressed and worried and everything yeah so you're like it's not it's not I don't need more of this I just need to sort what I've got yeah I think um external team members is a huge resource that now we can use because we've got you know the internet and we've got lots of people doing working from home and all that type of thing as well like remote workers yeah yes yeah, really not only course. not and not only like is it important to get yourselves up for team members and having the, a good team in place but like equipment and equipment isn't cheap like like we have like the cts like an eye image and uh, we're able to build out a little bit more of the shop for a nice green room <laughs> that's temperature controlled and you just can't do any of that if you're not charging a decent price for your stuff um and i don't i don't want to also give the impression of impression of like that we're like more expensive than everybody like i don't like we don't like i definitely work with customers on price all the time if i can crunch the numbers and we're still going to make money like heck yeah like i'll come down price and we'll print it as long as we're making money but like or if i know that customer has um a network of people who also my one t-shirt's like i'll definitely come out down price mm-hmm. so 
I don't want to also come off like I'm just like transactional and like trying to get the biggest, biggest bag of money from every customer. It's not like that. Like I'm a hundred percent about building a relationship with the customer that will hopefully pay off over time. So I've done that always over uh, from the beginning. Um, So yeah, I don't, I don't want to be like, it's all like about the money because it's not, but I mean, you can't, you can't do nothing if you don't have like, you know, sales coming in. Yeah. I think the most important thing is if you are employing someone, pay them above what everyone else is like be competitive on mm-hmm. your wage is like like whatever we're doing we're always trying to we don't just go oh what's minimum wage for this person we go okay what is a salary that's gonna make them feel valued at work is the that's mm-hmm. the question um you yeah. did say something you did say something a little while ago which was like cold call cold email don't and oh that, yeah that, that sounds yeah. like you're not scared to do that and I think a lot of people go oh yeah but that's really trashy or whatever but it's not it's Mm -hmm. it's going after very you're like hunting down very specific people who you would love to do business with yeah so why not it's just like yeah yeah just to clarify on that too like it definitely sucks and it's definitely not fun like you're not sitting there like and also like let's be clear like also I'm not like I am not sitting down every single day and cold calling, calling I have, and I've tried and it's not fun. And you've had people like, you know, get mad at you and it's very uncomfortable. Um, but like at the end of the day, like I swear it works. I've sent cold, more cold emails than cold calls. I've done cold calls too, but more cold emails. I actually had hired, um, I don't want to mess up his last name, but you might've seen him in like on Printabo stuff, Kevin Baumgart with set sales have you heard of him through printable stuff okay okay well i hired him and yeah set sales and i mean he really like kind of gave me some like strategies and scripting and stuff and i haven't put it all the way to like to test but i've definitely used some of it and like we've gotten business from it it's crazy just by sending like it's not just about one like cold email it's all about like the follow-up from what yes, I've learned. And yeah. like, you got, you got to hit them with like four follow-ups, like literally. Definitely. And I'll give one, I'll give one example to give some people out there some motivation. Like even before Kevin back in 2019, I was cold emailing churches, like all around the nation. Just, I'd go to their website, find their email. You're like, what religion in, am I now? And, um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm any religion you want me to be. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. At the end. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, like, I emailed so many churches and one of them, like, landed and they hit me back up. And that one customer till the, till this year, like, I mean, they do like 25,000 in sales with me every year off of the freaking cold email. And <laughs> if that doesn't like tell you anything, and if, it, and if you experience that for yourself off of just going to a website, emailing them, once you experience that for yourself, it's like a no brainer. Like, why are you not sending a billion emails a day kind of thing? Mm. I think Google has like some limits to where you don't become like spam. So you definitely want you do your research and do it the right way, but it it clearly works. And there's obviously, I mean, organizations out there that are, that's all they do is cold call and cold email. So like, and they do it eight hours a day. So it works. It's a lot of work, but if you have that like opportunity and you have capacity to grow, it's like, why are you not doing that? But yeah. Again, like it's all, you know, everybody does what they want to do. And I know some people, like you said, probably find that very like trashy and don't want to do that. Um, Yeah. But I mean, like, honestly, if, 
if you look at it like you're helping those people, like if they're yes. coming to you, like if they're coming to you, they probably are not having the best experience at their current print shop. Or if you give give them a better price or better turnaround time, I mean, like how in the world is that trashy if you're like helping them? If you're harassing somebody and they already said cut it out and they already said don't call me, they already said don't email me, and you're still going at it, okay, yeah, that's trashy 100%. <laughs> but if they unsubscribe, if they unsubscribe from your email, because you got to have like unsubscribe or don't contact me at the bottom of all the emails. And if you have that and, you know, you're not harassing nobody, then it's all good. You're just dipping into their inbox. They can let you know. If, thank you. No, thank you. I have people all the time, like literally like email back, like, oh, thank you. We're already happy with our current printer. Um, and if people again aren't interested, they'll just like unsubscribe or whatever. So it, it worked. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Even last week I was, uh, maybe last week, this week, where we at? uh thursday maybe this week um like i was cold emailing like breweries around you know like companies and breweries because because clearly like we all hear that they freaking do a lot of business they do we did it we did like a whole year on them (laughs) yeah yeah exactly well one of them off the second follow-up it was like the cold email nothing then they got the automatic second follow-up i swear chessy is crazy like this morning they emailed me back I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off and I, I might not because I'm not already doing it, but, but they said they wanted like, they're like, he gave me a quote for a thousand, um, like, what was it? Um, cups koozies. that changed the colors. Oh, yeah. Right. Not koozies, but actual cups, but basically some promotional products, which we don't do. So I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to look into it, but to me, that's freaking crazy. Like they're like, yeah, let's, let's get a quote for a thousand koozies. And I looked at the prices. It could be like, you know, almost a 1200, $1,500 invoice, like, out of like thin air like literally didn't have that and now you email them and now you have that and that church was just one example that was just one example there's been other ones like there's been other like ones i reached out to and they say yeah let's do business and and it's not just that one transaction it's like we're talking like you know like every year Mm. so yeah there's money out there on the table and it's there's enough for everyone yeah (laughs) you got me fired up right now i want to go do some emails right now i know i know but there's there's loads of things that you just said, like, first of all, targeting industries. And I hadn't actually thought of it as cold calling, but I think I I am. I do that because I target I make a list of all the breweries, for example, in the local area. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just put their logo on loads of mock ups and send it to them as if they've already asked me for it. Not, I've done that. Yeah. Not like not like lying that. and saying, oh, this is the mock up you asked. But uh, yeah. saying that this is what I can produce. And I've even made like duffel bags, gone and delivered them. And you have to hit them. Yeah, I know what you mean. So you can't just go, oh, here's an email. Oh, that didn't work. Sorry. Because that's like giving someone a flyer on the street and then go, no, I don't want it. You have to keep cropping up with your logo wherever they look. And it's, yeah, you have to kind of come at lots of different angles. I used to to do that too with the mock-ups, like literally just pull their logo from their website or Facebook, put it on a mock-up, send it to them and be like, this is what we could do. The only thing like, with that, obviously, it's not too scalable. Like you can't do that, yeah, three hundred times a week. You know what I mean? But emails you can send literally three hundred times a week, and it's automated. But yeah, I know what you mean. I used to do that too, like years ago, like twenty eighteen. I used to do that. Mm, yeah, yeah. I've done it specifically for people who I really want. Like there was like a cheerleading oh, group yeah. locally, and I went to town on them, and I got them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like relentless. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think one of the things that might have made it so that this is your kind of approach is the fact that you don't have customers really like walking up to your premises. You don't rely on 
passing trade. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not sat there in your print shop waiting for people to knock on the door and say, well, can I have this and waste your time? Because I've, I've had them at the door and I'm going to say 1% are a really good job. 98% is just guff and you're just trying to get rid of them. Would you, if, yeah. if you set up anywhere, would you always do that, or would you ever consider having some kind of presence on the on in the town? No, or, I've no? heard. No, yeah. like I wouldn't even consider it. I've heard. I've heard enough on <laughs> Printavo and the Shirt Show. Like I've heard enough people say that that that. Well, I mean, there's also people who it probably works for. So I don't want to talk down on it too much. But clearly, there's different like, business models. But who, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone who like inspires me a lot is obviously like Dylan from Upstate Merch. Like. He's in the middle of nowhere, just like I am. Like I have 400 people in my town, like I think like him and the dude's killing it. Like three automatics, like all the team members, like I mean, the dude's crushing it. So like clearly it works. You don't need the rent and you don't need the walk-ins. Uh, maybe, you know, 20 years ago and 30 years ago you did because there's no internet or whatever, but mm. not anymore. So yeah. to me, I would, I feel like I wouldn't even entertain that idea, but um but yeah, and then also like if you do want that traffic, like if you are gonna pay five thousand a month for rent somewhere, like why not put five thousand a month into like Facebook ads that you can target or in or Google ads that you can when they search like your first one up, like five thousand is a lot of freaking money. Um, mm. I'm sure if you test it well, you can figure out where five thousand will make an impact on your business. So I'm personally like zero interested in having like a brick and mortar place. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll see how it goes too. I mean, I'm going to change my mind one day. <laughs> yeah. I think there is, there is certain uh, things that you could offer where it does make sense. Like if you are doing, I don't know, like if you're putting names on football shirts, um, you're interested in doing like where we are, if you're a trade person, your team is incredibly small. Like you don't get plumbers where there's 50 plumbers. You get like five plumbers. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If you're kind of like going for local trades people, then that makes sense because they do want to walk in, try the garment on, feel it, chat to you, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is customers that you'd lose by shutting the door. But um, yeah. Also just, you've just got bloody room to think where they're not knocking on the door is just like yeah if I knew about that at the beginning but then maybe I wouldn't be in the position I am if I didn't kind of grind through all that stuff and initially and yeah yeah find out. for sure I mean it yeah. it works obviously there's there's tons of shops who do have that and it works so like you said different business models so I don't want to talk down on it at all because clearly it works for a, a billion yeah. shops but also they might have um, actual retail at the very front of their shop. That seems to yeah, be a trend. Yeah, yeah. So then uh-huh. that kind of makes sense because they're selling to people who are the walk-ins. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think if you give your time, if yourself too much free time, like hiring and uh, delegating, then you'll probably do your own brand and just be like, guys, this is yeah. what we're printing now. Because <laughs> you've still well, got no, that I... in your back, back of your head, haven't you, with your designing? Oh, so. I do. I do. Uh... I'll give a little shout out to what I got going on because I do have, I have thought about it, especially it like came during COVID, but like, you are you familiar with like meme accounts? Like meme yeah. accounts, like funny memes? Yeah, yeah, well, there's like meme, there's like a, a ton of meme accounts that sell merch, like clearly. So, and I love coffee. So during COVID, I started a coffee meme page on Instagram. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, honestly, I do plan to. What is it called? Because I, I have to look it up in a minute. It's called a coffee demeanor. Demeanor, like. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we're posting there all the time. Um, so yeah, you can look it up. And yeah, I do plan once it's hit like a million followers in 10 years, whenever it is, not not soon. Kind of it takes forever to build up. But yeah, once it has a good enough audience, like, I do plan to drop a coffee t-shirt or something along those lines so I can, you know, print a $6 shirt and sell it for 35 bucks online to that audience. But that's way in the future. I'm not, it's not even like that big of a focus right now. We post on there all the time, but, um, you know, success print shop is the bread and butter right now. And it's my main focus. Yeah. But those kind of things do accidentally get out of control on their own they're like little beasts that yeah exactly exactly, take over and stuff yeah it's Mm -hmm. kind of like our our t-shirt brand was just the stuff that we're printing in our youtube videos and it was kind of like an excess and then that's like grown on its own more than we assumed and stuff like that so yeah yeah so what is say if you had like one new piece of kit that you're able to get what would you get now or do you think you're pretty set Mm. or like what, um, I think the next like where's the friction like, in the shop do you reckon yeah I feel like the next step would be wouldn't be equipment it probably would be and I might be wrong but it would probably be like building out more of the shop um because like I don't even know how much square well we don't have to do the square foot but it's I mean it's a small space for sure I mean I have my automatic and I have two shipping containers that makes up the shop. Um, oh, like, for example, like counting in garments mm. is a complete nightmare in my shop. You almost want to do it after hours when everybody's gone. Mm. I don't count in garments, but I know the guys that do like big hassle. They're just like stepping over each other, stepping over the boxes, stepping near the press, huge hassle. So I think the very next move would be to build out an area even if it's another shipping container, honestly, for just counting in garments. Mm. Uh, that was never thought about whenever I initially kind of built everything out. It was never thought about. And now it's a huge like pain point, I feel like. And my guys, I tell them too, like I'll ask them like, man, is this like a hassle? Or, and they're, I don't know if they're lying to me or they're cool. And they're like, but they're, they tell me it's like not that big a deal. But to me, it, like I have gone in there whenever it's like super busy and counted a few garments and it's a big hassle. So I feel like the next thing would be to uh like build out more space honestly yeah. um as far as far as equipment i mean i know we're so so far away from it but it probably i would love like a auto reclaim you know like I mean, uh, that would yeah. be amazing yeah that'd be amazing because really cool. yeah you could just like it seems like you can just crank on them you could just put like a ton of screens through it nobody has to mess with it but i know that the ROI and if you got if you do the numbers like you got to be doing like a lot of screens to make it make sense um but yeah yeah I always just I just what about you I want to put a dirty bike through it by the way and just see what happens at the other Uh, end oh I know I would just be putting loads of shit through it just by (laughs) because I'm annoyed but uh what kind of equipment are you trying to get uh, um I'm actually really set like everything's paid off I have no stress. Um, that's amazing, yeah. That's that was that's been the aim for a little bit. So uh, we're umming and ahhing about things that we're going to do this year. But I should. I'm the one who's always like 
leading us off on new things but I'm supposed to be like following the plan and waiting for things to grow and putting in the work and it's growing things so I shouldn't be distracted by new shiny toys just now but um yeah yeah yeah, maybe (laughs) to make maybe to make my screen production a bit quicker I could have a little led exposure unit alongside my huge big monster one but um no oh, I don't do need you have anything. one of the ones that do you have one of the ones where we put the screens on the wall and then it shoots uh not quite it's it's along the same kind of lines it's like a metal halide bulb but it's like a whole massive okay. unit which is almost the whole room um and it's just coming from doing huge artwork pieces so I've used the same one and I can put like if I wanted to, I could put about five or six t-shirt screens on it all at the same time. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, there's just there's a shop that um like that's local to me, like 20 minutes away from me. They have uh 12, like 12 or 14 automatics, like huge wow. shop. And they still and they've been around for 30 years. Uh they're great people and they still have exactly what you have. Like they still shoot. And I think printed threads, you know, printed threads mm. in Fort Worth, Brett printed. He has the same yeah. thing. Like they have that, what you have, like where they shoot like five screens at a time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It is the gold standard, but it's not like quick. It's like minutes. It's not like what everyone else is like uh, okay. saying seconds. Uh, yeah. But then again, I can get incredible tiny little half tones and do crazy shit if I want to. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I can't give it up. <laughs> all my little relics and flatbeds that I don't really use very often I'm actually yeah I think I'm quite content in this little space and having everything just about that I need so I don't need mass production That's good. but yeah I, I know what you mean though I do kind of also look at the shiny toys and want those as well um yeah is there anything else that you wanted to um tell people about the shop or like is there any any encouragement um, that you you found like really benefited yeah, your shop? So, yeah, I mean, like, for as far as encouragement, like, I would just say to, like, anybody out there, like, who's trying to grow is, like, what I kind of said in the beginning of the podcast is, like, just learn from everybody else who's done it already. Like, I mean, obviously, that's, like, such an obvious thing, but, like, maybe some people don't. Some people are just trying to do it on their yeah. own and maybe figure it out. Maybe they're just listening to radio or something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's, like, no need to do that stuff, like, clearly like so many podcasts and audiobooks so it's like go learn go learn and and take action on it um which is hard to say when you're like a one-person shop or something and you're like manually printing like when the heck are you gonna have time to like go take action on what you learned or whatever so i've been there but i guess i would say you know just continue to do a good job for your customers so they can refer more customers and grow your business grow your team and then you can take all the action you want on some other stuff on the mm. weekends and on the weeknights and stuff. So yeah, that'd be like my advice. Yeah. I think you're a really good model for people to look at and also look at, I would Thank you. advise people to look up what you did a few years ago as well and do like a little contrast because it's quite dramatic, but also you've said exact you've set, you've done exactly what you said you were going to do. <laughs> if I, yeah. if you like put you back in time. So, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. 
it's good to document these things because then in 10 years you're like oh yeah actually I don't screen print anymore I just do coffee demeanor <laughs> that's yeah, kind of crazy yeah, yeah, exactly now I've got exactly. my own prime exactly. that's the plan and, yeah. yeah yeah with all the influences and stuff yeah that'd be really funny that's probably um yeah really appreciate your time thank you very much and uh yeah no thank you for having me I was excited to do it thank you